Welcome to the audio guide to how high performers discover their ideal career and find meaningful, well-paid work without starting over. It's a series we're running every day this week to teach you the nine stages every single person goes through. At least if your goal is fulfilling work that also pays you well. If you're unhappy enough with your career to have found your way to this audio guide, then I've got good news for you. And I have some pretty terrible news for you about the career change advice you're going to hear throughout this series. The good news, actually, I'd say great news, is that by following this guide, you can change careers, you can find truly meaningful work, you can be well compensated and transform your life in less than a year. Here's the bad news. Everything that you're currently doing to find meaningful work is probably wrong. This is the Happen to Your Career podcast with Scott Anthony Barlow. We help you stop doing work that doesn't fit you, figure out what does, and make it happen. We help you define the work that's unapologetically you, and then go get it. If you're ready to make a change, keep listening. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. In the introduction, I mentioned there's good news and bad news. Now, the great news is that throughout this series, we're going to discuss specifically, very specifically, many examples of how people have changed careers and moved to meaningful work. And we're also well compensated and how they did it. We're going to dig into many of the behind the scenes pieces, keys, difficulties that we've found with helping at this point, thousands of people make these types of changes. Now, I mentioned that that bad news is <laughs> many of the things you're likely currently doing to find meaningful work are probably not going to help you as much as you think they are. Here's a couple things that will never lead you to finding meaningful work. You will never find meaningful work by learning to love your job. <laughs> your current job, if you don't already like it, if there are some challenges and problems with it, this is something that's not going to work. Or finding your passion. So many people have emailed me saying, hey, I want to find my passion. And that's awesome. That's awesome. However, if that's your only focus, it's not going to help you get to something even better, much more meaningful work that also pays well. So finding your passion, not really a thing. Finding something that you are already good at, but don't really enjoy. If you don't enjoy it, you're still going to be unhappy. <laughs> Here's another one. Realizing that money isn't important. I've heard that again and again. Let me be clear. Money is important. It's a tool for you to be able to achieve and accomplish many of the things that are important within your life. Therefore, money is important. End of story. Okay. Making a super amazing resume. This is mostly irrelevant. Interesting fact, out of those thousands of people that I've mentioned that we've helped make transitions, less than 15% of them really had any major part of their transition happen because of the resume. Pretty interesting, right? So if you're looking to do any of these things that I just mentioned, then that's awesome, but I can't help you. It's been real. I don't want to waste your time and you should probably stop listening. But if you have tried some of those things 
or it really truly is a priority for you to find a career that fits and provides you with meaningful work and compensates you really, really well, then you're in the right place. My team and I created this guide to help you understand the entire process of finding meaningful work from where you are right now, wherever that is, listening to this guide all the way to where you want to be working at a new role in an intentional career path that is meaningful, fulfilling, well-paid, whatever that means for you. And you know, allows you to be able to help spread the word <laughs> because we need more people moving into these types of positions where they're doing work that fits them and matches up with their ideal career and they get well compensated. The world will be a better place. This, by the way, is the only guide, literally the only guide on the entire planet, uh, the, at least at the time of this recording, that explains the stages of career change, the relevant sociology and psychology, and stories of real people that we've helped along the way. Now, here's something we should get out of the way at the beginning. I'm pretty sure my definition of a great career change is different than yours. Let me give you some examples of what I mean by a meaningful career change that is just absolutely outstanding and closer to your ideal. Here's some real world examples. When we met Linnea, she told us her goal was to find a meaningful career with a step up so that she's working in leadership. Seven months later, fast forward, she achieved a career jump that was not one, but four levels higher to VP. Oh, and by the way, it was actually in a larger company, not a smaller company, which means higher scope, not lower scope. And she got a pretty hefty increase doing it. All right, Jessica, she went about this process. She designed her ideal career and then worked with an organization to not just fill an opportunity, but create an opportunity in that career. Now, fun fact, she received a job offer with a salary of around $130,000. This was lower than what she was earning. So we discussed it. We worked with her and then she accepted the position after negotiating compensation up to $380,000 total comp, right? Pretty cool, right? She did this all in less than four months. Christy decided she didn't want mediocre work any longer. Instead, she wanted all the best parts of being on vacation, like traveling and wine tasting, combined with her favorite work activities, writing and managing operations. She ended up creating her own role as chief communications officer for an online wine and travel company. Okay, now let's be real. These types of examples, not even on the radar for most people. And it's okay if you didn't realize those types of transitions were even possible, but we get to share these types of stories every single day because we're helping people like Linnea and Christy and all the other people that you hear on the Happen to Your Career podcast every single day. These examples, these are just the beginning. Let me share what's really possible for your career in life. Here's some other examples. What if, what if you interviewed for a lower level position, you know, maybe a junior level position, you go in and immediately after the interview, you turn them down because you realize this isn't actually what I want. It doesn't line up. And then the company calls you back with a job offer, but it's for a senior level position. I've actually seen this happen many times. What if you could spend more of your day doing work that challenges you to grow in meaningful ways, but 
you also did it with an organization and a boss that actually respects your needs as a human being. It's possible we've got hundreds of stories just like this that you can hear also right here on the Happen to Your Career podcast. I promise you one thing, to do work that is both fulfilling and pays you very well, you're going to need to drastically alter your mindset. This is absolutely possible, but it's not easy. There's a great quote from Somerset Mom that says, if you refuse to accept anything but the best, you very often get it. Here's an example of what I mean about this being difficult and this being rare that comes from real research. Imagine for a second that you have two overlapping circles, Venn diagram, right? And one of the circles is the amount of the world, the percentage of the world that describes their roles, their jobs as great jobs, just amazing jobs, jobs that they're enamored with, right? And imagine that the other circle is the percentage of the world that makes more than the equivalent of 100K annually. Those people who are essentially very well paid, right? Okay. What's the overlap? Well, turns out one circle, only 4% of the world is in what they would call a great job. Not even, not even, you know, 5%, only 4% of the world. It's about 13% of the United States to be really specific. 2% of the world makes more than 100K annually. That's a pretty small amount, right? All right. So that means that in the center where those two circles overlap, those people that have meaningful work that they enjoy and also pays incredibly well is very rare. It's way, way, way too low, right? So if that's the case, since very few people on earth have what they would call a great job and earn more than 100K annually, then you can do two things. You can say, you know what? It's so rare, so rare that I just probably am not going to achieve it and oh bother. Or you can instead use the rest of this audio guide to learn how to become one of them. Before we go there though, I first have to show you what not to do. Here's how not to do meaningful work. A little bit of backstory. Years ago, my wife and I, my wife's name is Alyssa. We both moved to Portland, Oregon after I'd accepted a highly paid, but pretty unexciting job as a regional manager for a franchise company. Well, once we got down there, we bought a house twice as expensive as anything that my parents had ever owned before. Pretty cool, right? And I started my new job. I was supervising 20 people. Also pretty cool. If I did well in my first year, they promised me a BMW. This sounded pretty sweet. People were telling me it was pretty awesome, right? I felt safe. I felt successful. I felt optimistic. And it didn't last. My commute, as it turns out, was three hours a day. About an hour to work and two hours coming back. My work schedule was about 70 to 80 hours a week on top of it. I really didn't have weekends. I didn't have time off. I never saw Alyssa. I couldn't focus. I couldn't work. I was scared. I gained almost 50 pounds. I developed panic attacks. I didn't even know what panic attacks were before this whole experience. I began looking for a way out. Quite honestly, (laughs) there was a point in time where I looked at the window, not kidding, uh, and said, 
to myself, hey, it's only two stories. If I fell, you could read jumped here, out the window, I'd probably just break my legs, right? They'd have to give me some time off after that. And then I went through all the the things that happen in your head. Would insurance cover that? Was that fraud? What if I got into trouble or if I got fired? Oh, right at that point in time, that's about when I felt a panic attack coming on. I decided against the window. Immediately after that, next to the office, there was this burger place that I went to all the time. So I decided I was going to go across the street. I was going to stress eat myself sick and then tell them I needed to go home. I sat down. I had three burgers, not a joke, three burgers, fries, and a huge huckleberry milkshake big enough to fill a bathtub. It did not work. I got sick, but just nauseous enough to sit down at my desk, totally in pain, but not enough to go home. I was trapped, to put it mildly. My wife, our house, car of my dreams, no way out. Had to figure out a way to keep going. So it, it actually went along just like this for about a year. Then one day on the way to work, I had a panic attack so intense, I knew I was dying in the car alone on Interstate 5 bumper to bumper traffic. No way for an ambulance to read me. And I, I could just see the headlines as it happened. It was it was pretty terrible. But those headlines in my mind read, Fat Loser dies in car because the real world was too hard for him. He survived by his wife and his student loans. This was the point in time where I learned that everyone has a tipping point. In my case, I didn't die. But after that happened, I, I decided something had to change. Anything, something had to change. I brought my concerns to my boss and he listened very politely. He asked me some questions and I felt pretty good after that conversation. We went our separate ways. And then three weeks later, he assembled my team. He called me into his office and then he told me I was fired. But guess what? He did give me a choice. I could either walk into the other room and tell the 20 people working for me that I was leaving and then he would give me three months severance, or I could walk out the door without telling them and I'd get two weeks pay. Turns out I needed the money. So one last humiliation, I stood in front of my team. I told them I was leaving. I am sure that my face was the color of the maraschino cherries that got me through that entire last year. And I tried to keep back uh, at the time, you know, 20, 20 something year old guy tears. And, uh, I felt like a failure. I, I apologized. I left me and my three months severance. It was at that point in time, driving home, my, my last commute, I decided I can't ever, ever, ever live like this again. That resolution led me to spend the next 10 years searching for career fulfillment. I ended up sitting for well over a hundred job interviews during that time. I transitioned to human resources leadership. I conducted over 2000 job interviews. I learned executive and leadership coaching along the way. I held what many would consider to be dream jobs. They were most certainly my dream jobs at the time, but then my dreams would change what I wanted changed and I would move on. And throughout the process, I was learning and growing and building my skills and honing in on what I really wanted. Finally, many years later, after being asked again and again, you know, how I had done many of those things, how I had gotten the raises, made transitions, I started my own business, helping people find career fulfillment. And 
I absolutely love this. That led to becoming the host of the Happened to Your Career podcast, which has been called one of the best career podcasts over 200 times by places like Forbes and Lifehacker. It led to having work featured all over the place on places like NBC, The Muse, Glassdoor, many other publications. It led to universities hiring me to speak and organizations uh, hiring me to come and speak and consult about meaningful work and career happiness. And it's led to building out a team of people that helps make this possible for you. I live in Moses Lake, Washington. I love it here. I have built an entire life around what creates an ideal career for me. However, this isn't about me. It's about you. I want you to be able to do the same thing. Not necessarily the same thing, you know, starting, starting a business, not necessarily the same thing in the way that I did it, but in the way that works for you. That's exactly what this guide is about. For you to have your own personal version of meaningful work and career happiness, and for you to create your ideal career, we have to go back to what creates meaningful work? What does that actually mean? And as it turns out, there are, you know, what is your personal version? And then the things that science tells us everyone needs to have to have meaningful work. So I want to cover just a few of those. However, later on in this guide, you'll be able to have access to all of those. We'll cover them in detail. Here's just a few of the important starter pieces. And again, you'll find a complete list later on when we get to stage three, identifying your ideal career. Number one is autonomy, meaning you have control over how your work gets done. This includes creative control over your work. And other times it means having flexibility to work when you want, like working remotely or taking time to be at a family event. There's a lot of things that go into this category. Another one is learning. Your job allows you to be a permanent learner. Every day, you learn something new about your work, your customers, how to be a better business person, whatever is relevant and appropriate to you. You constantly learn new skills, particularly those that you have a curiosity about and allows you to get the most out of the learning in the way that suits you, which moves right into overall growth. Your job allows you to become more than you are right now whether it's a better business person or a better person, period, you know, whatever creates a better version of yourself. Creativity. Interesting about this. When I say creativity, people think about like painting and drawing and all kinds of things, whatever you associate with creative. However, we find that actually all humans need to create in one way or another is different what that means for each human. No one wants to feel like a robot. Learn to do one thing, do it over and over until you break and they replace you. That's an awful feeling. Your career needs to allow you to activate your creativity by finding novel solutions to new new issues. You're always making or creating or achieving something new and you must define what allows you to create in the way that is right for you. Now, another one, this is a huge one, contribution. There are actually two kinds of contribution, what you contribute at work and what your work contributes to others. At work, you know that your voice is heard and that your opinion matters. You believe in the company's mission because you're helping to shape and guide that mission. That's an example of, of contribution and how it contributes to others. And what your work is 
also contributing to others is about more than just making money. You and your coworkers help each other out. Your work makes life better for the people that you support, whatever that looks like. Values. This is one that's kind of fuzzy, but just think about it in this way. I believe that I can be my full self here where I'm working. That's a, that's how you feel when your values are aligned with your work. You feel free to express and embody who you are and what you value at work. And you know your coworkers will support you because there is the same shared sense of some of those most important values for you. Okay, here comes the big questions. How many of those do you feel like you have right now? How many are you missing that you'd like to have? One of the things I want to point out here is career change is not just a job change. A lot of people, when they think about making a career change, they equate it to a job change. It's not like a job change. It's not like a job change at all. Career change, especially when your goal is meaningful work that pays well, is much more like a mountain climb. It's an adventure. It's risky. It's scary. It's challenging. And if successful, it can be rewarding well beyond description. But you have to make the choices that get you from where you are to where you want to be. Now, I can guide you, but ultimately, you're going to have to find your own path up the mountain. That is how it works. That's what makes this hard. That's why not everybody has done this. And that's why such a small portion of the world at this point in time has done that. We're looking to make that percentage a lot bigger. This guide will help you determine if you're prepared for career change. And if so, we're going to provide you with some specific actions that you can take to discover your path up the mountain. Here's how you're not getting up that mountain. Let's talk about exactly what I know and we've learned and happened to your career in this company from experience in working with people doing this really hard thing, what exactly is not going to work? (laughs) Here's some things that are not going to work. You're not getting up the mountain by merely trolling LinkedIn and indeed job boards in general can help you find a new job. If that's all you're looking for, then, uh, feel free to go to that. If that's what you're looking for, feel free to go job boarding. The overwhelming likelihood is that you're going to end up in the same situation that you're in now, unfulfilled, inadequately compensated, or both. Career change is not about finding a new job. It's about imagining a new life. You're also not getting up the mountain. If you think that you're starting over (laughs) career change, it's not like that game shoots and ladders. You're not falling down and starting from the beginning and just like booted back to the beginning. You don't have to go back to school. You're taking the personal strengths, your experience, your professional skills that you have built throughout your entire life. And you're activating them to find meaningful work. Career change is not about moving backwards. It's about understanding how you can leverage your competitive advantage to move upwards and forwards and defining what upwards and forwards means for you. It's also not about choosing between meaning and money. So many people come and one of the first things they say when we get on calls with them, whether I'm talking to them or, or they're talking to someone on my team, they say something along the lines of, you know, I can, I can take a pay cut if I need to. And that's great. But 
From what we see, most people don't actually need to. They just don't realize that there's a different way. To feel feel filled in your career, you need to derive meaning from your work, and you also are going to need to feel well paid for it. Scientists, people in lab coats, probably wearing glasses, possibly with test tubes, have studied this question. Actually, not so much scientists, but more like psychologists. You will not achieve career fulfillment by choosing either meaning or money. Getting up the mountain means finding both. You need to feel well paid and fairly paid for your work. Otherwise, it's going to take away from that meaning. And with that in mind, that also means you're not getting up the mountain by taking a pay cut. Repeat, repeat, you're not taking a big pay cut. You're not moving to the desert and living off stuff that you find. You're now couch surfing while you journal about how money doesn't matter. You are a talented, highly skilled, dedicated person. There is a place for you in the global economy where you can bring your abilities and your expertise to bear on work that you find personally meaningful and be well paid for it. That's what's waiting for you on the mountaintop. By the way, I I should mention that everybody who's contributed to this audio version of this guide, the the writing, the experiences, the creation, everything that we're going to talk about along the way has actually been right where you are. Everybody on my entire team that happened to your career has been right where you are. Just as unhappy or or even worse, relatively happy with a quote unquote good job, but still not fulfilled, uh, we have been just as scared just as worried about whether or not there's something better out there and just as unsure about how to find it. We got up the mountain. We have helped literally thousands of people get up the mountain as well. And we can show you how to, I want to show you how this works. That's actually one of the first steps because once you know how to do this, once you've acquired the skills to find or create opportunities to do meaningful work, you're always going to have that ability to do it again. That's one of the coolest things we've seen along the way. Uh, we, on the Happen to Your Career podcast, have actually done a series from time to time where we call it, where are they now? And we'll go in, we'll talk to somebody who made a career change where we helped them make career change uh, several years before and then come back. And it's amazing to see after going through that type of change, the platform, the new platform they've created to jump off of, it totally changes their life. Really, really, really fascinating. But that's not exactly what this is about. I do want to point out though, that you will have the ability to do it again. So next time you need to find a new role, or you need to move on to the next phase of your career, or what you want and need changes along the way, you'll know exactly what to do. You're not going to have to start over. You're not going to have to troll job boards, but instead identify, locate, and conquer the next adventure. By the way, here's a, here's a wonderful quote from Henry David Thoreau. Go confidently in the direction of your dreams. Live the life you've imagined. As you simplify your life, the laws of the universe will be simpler. Learning these skills and applying them is not quick. It's not easy. So if you think this process is not for you, too much work, too much trouble, not worth your time. That's completely understandable. That's totally okay. And I don't want to as I mentioned, waste your time if this is not a priority for you. But if you're still listening and you're ready to do the work and find your path of the mountain and not just change your job, but instead change your life, starting with your career, then this climb begins. 
with this guide. The first stage that we're going to talk about here momentarily is the most important and one that is the most predictive of success. But if you can accomplish stage one, then you can absolutely do stage two and three and make it up the mountain. So if you think you can do it, put your boots on. Let's talk briefly about how to use this guide. Okay. So this is structured as an audio guide. It goes through every stage of the process. And if you want to listen to each and every stage, it'll help you be prepared for what's coming, but you don't necessarily need to listen to every single stage. You can go through and pick out the one that you are in the current stage that you're in and the stages that are most relevant to where you're at in your life. Uh, Now, of course, you're welcome to listen to this whole thing. It's witty and informative, and we have built in a lot of the research, and we'll give you a whole bunch of really fun ways to make this process not easy, but simpler along the way. But if you're looking to save a little bit of time and just do the most important things, take a look at the stage of career change that you are in, and I'm going to share each of those with you right now. I promise one of these stages applies to you. Stage one is decide to climb the mountain. This is where you choose career change because we mentioned earlier that only 4% of people on earth work in what they consider to be fulfilling careers. If you're prepared to do what it takes and you are wanting to make the decision to make the career change, then, uh, then that stage is right for you. Stage two is preparing for the climb making success inevitable. This means that you've already decided to change careers. You're going to climb the mountain, but there's a lot of work to do first. And at this stage, the goal is to prepare yourself and the people in your life for the difficulties you're going to face on the climb. Stage three is choose your mountain, identify your ideal career in life. You're ready to climb the mountain, but we have to identify which one. That's what this is all about. We'll help you determine what you think you want, and what you truly want from your career change. Stage four is what we call do a day climb and try out an experiment with your new career. You think you know what you want or do you actually, you already have one, you know, possibly unfulfilling career. So you don't need another before you hoist your pack and you start clamoring all the way up the mountain. We'll show you how to design career experiments to investigate and validate your potential new career. We call it test driving stage five is start to climb, pursue your ideal career change and life. That's exactly what it sounds like. Stage six is mid climb. There's a point in time where it's always getting really hard. And we do discuss how to overcome setbacks and adjust your plan along the way. We know it's coming. It always happens. It's never not happened. And it's a portion of this journey. Stage seven is reach the summit where you land your new role, you find your new role, new opportunity, and this ranges from negotiation to mastering your arrival, but it doesn't actually stop there. Stage eight is master the mountain. You can be in the right situation, but not have the skills to thrive in work that fits. That's what stage eight is all about. Stage nine is where you have learned to thrive in a situation that's right for you and how to continue to evolve in your life. So it's ascending the next mountain. In the very next episode, we'll cover why only 4% of people on earth work in what they consider fulfilling careers and 
will help you understand whether or not you're prepared to become one of them. Stage one, decide to climb a mountain. Figure out whether or not career change is right for you. We'll see you in the next episode. And by the way, many of the people that you've heard in this series have gone through our Career Change Bootcamp program. Career Change Bootcamp is our flagship program that combines one-on-one and personal coaching support with a research and experience-driven framework. And like I said, many of the stories you've heard are are people that worked with us there. It, It actually opens November 9th, but you can get a head start on that particular program and getting in line for it because we only have eight spots total with the smallest amount of spots we've ever had in a November before. However, more importantly than that, you can get a head start on your 2021 by emailing me directly, scott at happentoyourcareer.com and putting CCB conversation in the subject line. And then I'll make sure that you get in touch with my team and we'll figure out if that program is right for you. And if it is, we'll figure out the very best way that we can help. Just email Scott at happen to your career, put CCB conversation in the subject line.